You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. A celebrity has just released in written form his or her political platform. Let me give you a couple of uh, a couple of tastes of this. Social media reform is necessary beginning with the forcing of people to use their real names. Hmm. More, unless we find a way to deal with social media's ability to distribute information faster than we can absorb, evaluate and understand it, a quality of life issue that goes back to the advent of television, we may soon have to choose between free speech and democracy. We need to institute a Marshall Plan for Central America. Sex should be legal. If our ambition is to become the freest, healthiest country in the world, sex should be legal and available to whoever wants it whenever they want it. Sex workers of all sexual preferences should be licensed and protected. The inability for most of society to have sex leads to irrational misogyny, inexpressible frustration, and dangerous violence. Uh, The tragic Buckley v. Vallejo Supreme Court decision of 1976 declared the spending of money to be protected by freedom of speech in the First Amendment. This officially made us a corporatocracy and led to the anti-democratic Citizens United legislation and the ridiculous protection of corporations as they were individual human beings. Do you want more? Wait a minute. Any ideas? Is this you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it? <laughs> Some of it could be me. I know. Some of it definitely could be oh, me. Oh, yes. I like this. Prison reform. We need to redesign new prisons so that prisoners never come in contact with another prisoner. End privatization of the prison industry. Perhaps the most insane policy ever created by a society. Hey, everybody, let's make crime profitable. And then one more that I thought was really interesting, if I can find it. Seriously, who is this? It's not you. It is not me. It is not I. No, this is little Stephen Van Zandt. Stevie Van Zandt, in his book, Unrequited Infatuations, his memoir. So I guess I've got Stevie Van Zandt on the brain. Uh, Let me say it this way. What interests me most is this Rolling Stone story that I made reference to yesterday that now I'm better read in on. 
And I have to say, I never, for as many times, I wonder how many times in my life I've listened to Brown Sugar. A thousand? You know, I've seen the Rolling Stones. I've had the, the privilege of seeing the Rolling Stones. I saw them do Steel Wheels in Atlantic City. And I also saw, I think it was some girls in at JFK. Jagger was sick, but I was there that day. Um, that's a much talked about show. Have I seen the Rolling Stones more than twice? Probably, probably, but I've seen the Rolling Stones twice. I've listened to Brown Sugar so many times like the rest of us, but not until now have I ever parsed the lyrics as in, excuse me while I kiss this guy. There's a lot of fodder here. Maestro, can you cue it up for me, please? Have you ever? And, and one, one other thing, one, one other thing I want to say about this. We're, we're going to debate the lyrics for sure and whether the Rolling Stones should continue to perform this song live. Keith says, hey, you noticed they're no longer doing it. Mick says he'd, he'd like to bring it back someday. You have to give them credit. Both Jagger and Richards, who share the writing credit for this, for masterful lyrics. I know I'm going to sound like Mr. Wilson, get off my lawn, but oh my gosh, I, I should just shut my mouth. Yes. Okay. I'll just shut. Well, no, I'm not going to shut my mouth. Like the music today that I hear our sons listening to, there's no lyric quality to any of it. You want to listen to a song that is magically written. Listen to Diamonds and Rust by Joan Baez. Oh, my God, that's a song. Okay, I said it. I'm done. But relative to Jagger and Keith Richards, listen to this. Gold Coast slave ship bound for cotton fields. I had no idea. I know. Am I the knucklehead? I had no idea what this song was about. Gold Coast slave ship. Bound for Cotton Fields. Sky Dog Slaver knows he's doing all right. Hear him whip the women just around midnight. Where have I been? Gold Coast slave ship bound for Cotton Fields, sold in a market down in New Orleans. Sky Dog Slaver knows he's doing all right. Hear him whip the women just around midnight. Drums beaten, cold English, blood runs hot. Lady of the house wondering where it's going to stop. Houseboy knows that he's doing all right. You should have heard him just around midnight. Then we get to brown sugar, how come you taste so good? We're going to skip ahead to the third verse of the song. I bet your mama was a tent show queen and all her boyfriends were sweet 16. I'm no schoolboy, but I know what I like. You should have heard me just around midnight. Brown sugar, how come you taste so good? So the the BBC write-up of this, I'm, I'm going to tell you how this story all, all popped. It's really interesting. But in most of what I've read in the last 24 hours, it's a very superficial discussion of how the Rolling Stones say they have now dropped playing live Brown Sugar, one of their biggest hits. Uh, Quote, it follows unease with the depictions of black women and references to slavery in the song, which reached number one in the U.S. in 1971. The band's veteran guitarist, Keith Richards, confirmed the decision to the L.A. Times, but said he was confused by people who wanted to bury the track. Quote, 
didn't they understand this was a song about the horrors of slavery? The 77-year-old musician concluded that he's hoping we'll be able to, to resurrect the babe in her glory somewhere along the track. Singer and co-writer Sir Mick Jagger, meanwhile, told the paper the reason for not playing the song was that it was tough to compile a set list for stadium shows. We've played Brown Sugar every night since 1970, so sometimes you think, we'll take that one out for now and see how it goes. We might put it back in. Over the years, Brown Sugar has been the band's second most played song live after Jumpin' Jack Flash, according to Setlist.fm, the rock band last performed it in Miami. In 2019, the final date of that leg of their North American tour, which resumed last month. Discussing the song in a 1995 interview with Rolling Stone magazine, Jagger said, I would never write that song now. I would probably censor myself. I'd think, oh, God, I can't. I've got to stop. God knows what I'm on about on that song. It's such a mishmash, all the nasty subjects in one go. But criticism of its lyrics, rumored to be inspired by one of the singer's girlfriends, has intensified in recent times. Last year, producer Ian Brennan criticized the band's decision to continue to, quote, play and profit from the song, which he said glorifies slavery, rape, torture, and pedophilia. The call is not for censorship or record burning, but greater consciousness and sensitivity, Brennan told Rolling Stone. This particular case is far from nitpicking or searching into the furthest corners of someone's history for any misstep. Brown Sugar is not some obscure B-side. Well, the reference to the L.A. Times story sent me to the L.A. Times to see the origin of all of this. And indeed, uh, one week ago, October 7, Mikhail Wood, the pop music critic for the L.A. Times, in a story that I read half of. And at the time it was published, and I didn't get as deep into it, the discussion of brown sugar. Because the part of the story that interested me, and I talked about it on air that day, was how Mick Jagger had been at the, um, uh, what's the call, the, 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 the Thirsty Beaver? Yeah, the Thirsty Beaver. Uh, tragically, the other Rolling Stones have not started referring to Mick Jagger as the Thirsty Beaver, at least not yet. The 78-year-old frontman said the other day from Charlotte, where a couple of evenings before he'd enjoyed a beer at the historic dive bar of that name and then set the internet aflutter when he posted a photo of himself, ball cap pulled low, surrounded by half a dozen North Carolinians, evidently unaware they were drinking next to a rock and roll regent. Remember, I came on the air and I said, hey, you know, he was there. Nobody recognized him. It's kind of funny. I told a story about being in the company of a celebrity in a random bar where nobody knew the celebrity you I was with. You literally just come back from there. I had just come back. And, That's and why the story, that story fascinated I know. me. And there was the picture of him, too. Yeah, it's incredible. So there's then discussion in this story about the Stones having lost Charlie Watts and the way in which they'll they'll continue to honor him. There's a funny story in there about, uh, about how, um, uh, who was it, Keith Richards or Ron Wood? Uh, I think it was Ron Wood who said that he was the last. Yeah, it was Ron. Guitarist Ronnie Wood said he was the last of the group members to see Watts weeks before he died in a London hospital room. The same room, in fact, where Ronnie Wood was treated for cancer in 2020. We call it the Rolling Stones suite. He said with a laugh, 
We watched horse racing on TV and shot the breeze. I could tell he was pretty tired and fed up with the whole deal. And he said, I was really hoping to be out of here by now. And then after there was a complication or two, I wasn't allowed back and no one was. And Charlie Watts passed. Okay, so you really got to get far into the story. But it's a story about the Rolling Stones being back out on the road and how in their rehearsals, they had rehearsed uh, 80 different songs. And it talks about how there were some obscure tunes like Memory Motel. Love Memory. I spent the night at Memory Motel down on the water. I think you know it well. Yeah. Um, and also uh, Moonlight Mile, uh, along with Honky Tonk Woman, Paint It Black, Satisfaction. They're getting ready to go out on the road. One song the band seems to have dropped from its set list since the tour started up again is Brown Sugar. And then Keith Richards says, oh, you picked up on that, huh? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out with the sisters quite where the beef is. Didn't they understand this was a song about the horrors of slavery, but they're trying to bury it. At the moment, I don't want to get into the conflicts with all of this S and then it's uh, blackened out. He laughed in his signature raspy fashion, but I'm hoping that we'll be able to resurrect the babe in her glory somewhere along the track. Jagger, as usual, was more circumspect than his freewheeling counterpart. We've played Brown Sugar every night since 1970, so sometimes you think, we'll take that one out for now and see how it goes. We might put it back in for the front man, quote, the set list in a stadium show is kind of a tough one. All those thousands of people to please while you work to stay engaged yourself in the music. We did Let It Bleed last night, which I managed to play on a 12-string guitar, Jagger said proudly. Okay, so immediately when I read that quote from Jagger, saying, with regard to Brown Sugar, the set list in a stadium show, quote, it's kind of a tough one, it reminded me of something in Stevie's book. I'm going to skip around a little bit, but you'll get this from chapter 31. The River Revisited says the E Street Band guitarist. Okay, we're out of the stones now and we're, we're into Little Steven. The River Revisited was my second favorite tour ever after the original River Tour because that album has my favorite material. It's also got Bruce's best singing. All right. So Stevie Van Zant loves the river and loves playing it live. Back to the book. Bruce managed to ruin my personal fun a little bit by deciding not to do the Full River album in Europe. Why, I asked. Disappointed that some of our greatest audiences wouldn't be seeing one of our greatest shows. Too many slow songs for the stadiums, was the answer. Now, Bruce has to sing the songs. So if he doesn't feel like singing that many slow songs, that's that. But the implication that the audience wouldn't like it was simply incorrect. I was in L.A. having dinner with the very cool Game of Thrones guys, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, sometime in 2015. They asked if I wanted to go with them to see the Rolling Stones, who happened to be doing the entire Sticky Fingers album. I don't know, I said. Let me think about it. As if. It was phenomenal, and afterward, I told Charlie Watts, this will be the greatest tour you've done since Exile in 72. No, it won't, he said, in his famous deadpan delivery. What you just saw was the only time we're doing the whole album. Mick says it's too many slow songs for stadiums. Maybe you can talk to him. No thanks, writes Stevie. 
The thing was, I'd spent the entire 80s in Europe seeing dozens of shows, and half of the biggest rock acts did nothing but slow songs. The Eurovision Song Contest, the single biggest event in Europe, is nothing but slow songs. Yes, Sticky Fingers has lots of slow songs, but look at what they are. I Got the Blues, Sister Morphine, Moonlight Mile, You Gotta Move, not to mention Wild Horses. And yes, The River has lots of slow songs, but they are Independence Day, I Want to Marry You, The River, Point Blank, Fade Away, Drive All Night, and, well, maybe they had a point. Anyway, if these two front guys feel the same way about something, dot, 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 and then Stephen goes off on a different subject. So I just thought that was really cool to bring full circle. Stevie talks about it. The Rolling Stones aren't going to play Brown Sugar. Jagger says, well, it's a big stadium kind of thing. Then again, Brown Sugar seems to go over pretty darn well in a big stadium, doesn't it? If there's a question here, and there is, if we take Keith Richards at his word, the song is a song that is a condemnation of the horrors of slavery. Quote, didn't they understand this was a song about the horrors of slavery? Should the Stones be playing Brown Sugar? Should radio stations? Should Sirius XM be playing that song? The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.